I never imagined that I will be moving from Singapore to Hong Kong and then to Beijing and later on to Germany. And now I'm doing business in the United States. Yesterday I was in Texas and today I'm in Massachusetts. Life is full of surprises, especially when you walk with God. And I have had a spectacular and surprising and fun and exciting journey walking with God. I can't wait to share with you more. Please check out my book, Kings on the Rise, and that's available on Amazon globally. Honor is the key to favor and promotion. Keep yourself humble and to honor others. We set ourselves up for failure and rejection with bad attitude. So please cut out the drama, just get th stuff done. Just cut out the drama. I mean, you guys, some of you have been with me for a while. You know, I, I'm, I'm not very patient sometimes, and I, you know, I, that's, that's, uh, that's part of another area of the unpolished part of me. So, but the point that I'm trying to say is, just cut it out, get it done. That's what kings need to do, okay? There is a huge weight that comes with stewarding wealth and power. There is a huge responsibility to stewarding wealth and power that is not taught or cautioned enough. This is a huge responsibility. And the way to not fall into pride is to stay humble. It is seductive. There is a seductive voice that comes along when you start seeing your bank account fill up and going higher. There is a tiny whisper that will tell you how great you are, how successful you are, and you will forget that it is God that has blessed the work of your hands. Now, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Genesis 4, 6. God knew beforehand. He knew it. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of brooks, of water, of fountains and spring, a land of olive oil and honey in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has forgiven you. Beware, friends, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God and your gold and all you have is multiplied. And you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. He's the one that's taken you from there to here. Deuteronomy 8. He's the one, that's one of my favorite chapters. He's the one that's taken you through your wilderness and into your promised land. And you shall remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. You. Gives you the power to get wealth. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence. I cannot emphasize that enough. I cannot emphasize that enough. You and I, we've got to just do a heart check every day, really, every single day. Okay, we need to be checking pride at the door. All right, humility and honor. These are the two sides of the same coin. 
it, humility is the key to honor, which honor itself, which will pave the way for promotion. Okay, if you honor your bosses, if you honor your colleagues, if you honor your coworkers, if you are able to be to to do that, to see what God has put inside of them, the good of what God has put in them, and honor them for that, in spite of all they have they've been doing to you, then that's the path to promotion. Humility is key to preventing greed getting a grip on you. It's key to preventing pride to power you instead. It's, you know, people get high on themselves. People literally get high on themselves. All right? If you've been around certain people, you know. You know what I'm saying. But as you and I, if we're going to be embarking on this amazing journey that God has for us, you need to remember where you come from, your origin, your origin is Jesus. Don't let the enemy derail your destiny by falling into pride. Kings and priests. Now, why am I saying this and I'm flipping it all over the place? Guess what? We say kings and priests so much. Again, you know, we don't pay attention to the things that we say because we've been reading it so often. But let me just Break it down a little bit more for you. Kings are also priests, while priests are also kings. 1 Peter 2.9 says, and this is the linchpin verse, this is the, the linchpin verse that you all know, and uh, for, for those of you that have been with Jesus for a while, that have been Christians for some time, you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. You are priests who are kings, and you are kings who are priests. And in Revelations 5.10 says, He, as in Jesus, God, Father, they have made us kings and priests. Now, I want to look at one specific king, one example of a king in the Old Testament that, for me, he is a very effective king as well as a very effective priest. For me, Hezekiah is the true king and priest. Second Chronicles 30, 17 to 20. Now, because a king is ruling over his people, he has vested interest. He's, he's the sovereign of his people. So when he is praying for his people, it becomes very powerful and very effective. And King Hezekiah, he functioned as an amazing king as well as priest. Now, long story short, let me just read out this part here. They messed up. It was a mess. He inherited his father's kingdom. It was, there was a lot of things that were going wrong. He was 25 years old as he came to the throne. So he got a lot of cleaning up to do. He's got a lot of restructuring when he came onto the throne. And a lot of the rules back then in the Old Testament for priests to do this, priests to do that, the, the Old Testament priests, they, they didn't follow, they, they stopped following the rules, they stopped implementing what they were supposed to do. 
For there were many in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves, and they had not cleansed themselves, yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them. Now, why is this so important? The, the, all those breaches there, all those infringements that violated all those rules, they haven't sanctified themselves, cleansed themselves. In the Old Testament, punishment was death for all this stuff. It was very severe that they didn't do what they were supposed to according to their rules and their regulations as priests. So the punishment for them was actually death. So King Hezekiah intervened for them by acting as a priest for the nation and for the priests. Hezekiah prayed, saying, May the good Lord provide atonement for everyone who prepares his heart to seek God. Though he is not cleansed, according to the purification of the sanctuary, though he is not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. Now what basically he did, what he did basically was to ask God to forgive the people at that time. Even though they messed up, they didn't take care of themselves, they didn't do the, the right thing, they didn't follow the rules, blah, blah, blah. So he went before God and interceded for his people. And he said, please forgive them. And what did God do? Listen to Hezekiah and he healed the people. Hezekiah had compassion. He was like Christ. He was like Jesus. Just like Christ the King had, compa had compassion for the masses that he was ministering to, that he was healing. Hezekiah was insightful. He had revelation that it is about the grace and mercy that God has for people in general. And Hezekiah was able to operate in a priestly prophetic function. He wasn't just the king, he was the priest, and he was also the prophet. And that made him to be very in tune with God's heart. He interceded for the people to provide atonement so that they can be saved and so that they can be healed. And he stepped into a vacuum that was a leadership vacuum from the priest side. And he stepped up to it. Now, that's what the Bible says. What is the relevance of that? I just wanted to let you know that if you are a CEO or if, if you're a business owner, if you are a depa department head or you're a team leader, whatever that you are in your capacity or you are trying to work yourself to that. Or you could be, and I know one of my friends here, my co-teacher last year, he, you know, he's a politician. Um, you could be wanting to aim for political office. Now, if your journey is to be a king, can you imagine how powerful it is if you start praying for your team, if you start praying for your business, if you start praying for your employees, if you start operating in the priest function, even though you are the king. You don't just rule, you don't just reign. You're also acting as the priest for your people. For me, I think that's just amazing. Now, let me just give you another example just to stretch a little bit. And I know for a fact, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I believe, I believe President Trump also prays for the nation of America. I believe Angela Merkel, that's 
the chancellor here, Chancellor Merkel, Angela Merkel. I think he, she's also professed her Christian faith. Maybe in her way, she's also prayed for Germany. And if they would take the time to really seek God, you know, that, would be so, that is so powerful for these nations. And, and the same goes for many other politicians in the world. If they get that revelation, that they will pray for the people that they rule, my gosh, that would be, there'll be so much potential and so much power that can be unleashed. Now, coming back to priests. I don't know how many of you out there today, you know, those that have signed up, I don't know if you do ministry as a vocation with, or part-time, I don't know. For me, this is a call. I mean, I don't do this to make my living. This is not the way I make my money. But this is a call for me. And I'm responding to God's call to do ministry work. I love it, but... You know, it's not how, it's not my vocation. Um, pastors out there, if you manage to get hold of this message or later on if you buy my book, ministers out there, if you do full-time, full-time church work, I want you to know that you have also been created to be kings because this is in the word. I don't believe it's okay to leave, <laughs> and this is going to come across, well, but it's me. I honestly don't think it's okay to think, okay, let's just leave it to the congregation to deliver the tithe and the offering, to bring in the provision, because that's their job. But you know what? If you're a priest, you're also a king. If you're a pastor, God has put that same DNA in you as in, inside of me. So you have that potential to develop those parts of your character, those, part, those other talents to create multiple streams of income. Just imagine if you also have the ability to bring in money without being dependent on other people. Imagine that potential. Imagine that freedom. Who's financing all this? Look at this. This is like a professional TV studio. I don't need to ask anybody for money. I've been doing ministry the last 10, 12 years now. We've been financing our own ministry activities. And you know the kind of freedom that we have. It's unbelievable. 